Hello and welcome to the Oxfordshire Recovery College podcast. My name is Claire and I am the administrator and a tutor here at the college. Today I'm joined by two of my fellow tutors, Joe and Tina. Welcome to both of you and thank you so much for joining me today. Today we're going to chat about lockdown restrictions easing and what that means for us and the impact it will have on us. And together we'll share some ideas on how to manage the anxieties around this and the things we can look forward to. So, Joe, if I could start with you, um, how are you feeling about restrictions gradually easing after adapting to lockdown? Um, I'm a little bit scared about it. I'm apprehensive, I'm anxious and all those kind of things, but I'm also a little bit excited as well. Um, but I think it's about learning that it's the new now rather than anything else um, and that we just can't go, we can't be looking backwards, we've got to look forwards. Um, I've been quite privileged that I have um, been able to do some face-to-face -face training in my role with police officers. So I've had a little bit of, of sort of continuing what I knew, but I've also had to learn some really new strategies for managing how I deal with lockdown. Mm. Fantastic. Have you been able to access, because I know you're a keen um, outdoors person, you love your, you've got an allotment, haven't you? Yes. Have you still been able to access your allotment? Absolutely. All the way through, um, the allotment was part of our essential exercise. It's uh, sort of very local to us. Um, yeah. And it was really amazing. It was such a help for my mental health and just having a change of scene and not sort of feeling that the four walls were encroaching on me. Um, so no, it was it was very great, and we have the dogs, so we were allowed to still go out with those. Yeah. Uh, so so no, we've we've been really privileged in in still having that outdoor time, um, but it has been a struggle um, to to get out because you can become very comfort zone of staying inside, and the world yeah. can seem quite a scary place. So, um, and um, you know some of I've been doing some of the sort of mindfulness and different things as well to help me with that yeah I think yeah for me certainly having a dog has been a bit of a savior because it's it's made me go outside because I agree I think you get a bit of that cabin fever and you're a bit like I don't want to go outside but you know still being able to do that has been a huge help I think um, but then with that it brings its own anxieties about then everything else opening up and being around more people in, in that respect. Um, how about you, Tina? Um, you know, how are you feeling about restrictions easing? Um, I, I feel okay about it. I do think that I won't be choosing to go to events like, uh, I don't know if there's a festival on. I won't be doing that right away. I think I'm keen to see what happens and what the news is telling us about you know um whether we're our behavior is matching what we hope uh well, what the government would like of course if we're not <laughs> to increase and the, the the number of cases of covid and i think the thing I, I as a i'm a biologist originally and so i really sort of um understand about microbiology it's one of the things we we studied and and absolutely that the 
you know, the COVID virus doesn't know <laughs> that we're coming out of restrictions. It's not no. better be careful and, you know, there'll be their behavior is going to change. So that's the problem, I think, that the um, it, it's, it's doing it slowly the way that they're asking us to do it. And I and I will be going slow. Um, we'll be thinking, well, you know, maybe in a month's time, if things are OK uh, still, then. I might be doing more things, but I have to say, through the through the lockdown time, I have been going to the supermarket, so I've been in places where there's been more than one person, you know. Yeah. And so I'm I'm basically just going to continue on in the way that I've been doing, and, and maybe venture out. I mean, it'd be lovely to be outside uh, yeah. or, at a, or at a pub. But just to be aware where there's these pinch points of more people than you may be feeling comfortable with yep. and just say, OK, um, then it's best to, uh, you know, feel comfortable and not just wait till that thins out a bit. So it's, yeah. it's you know, accepting our own feelings about it and just uh, go with it a little bit. But be glad, actually, I'm very glad that we're we've been given the chance to start easing on yeah. on that so yeah. hopefully it, it does feel very hopeful doesn't it it does feel like we've been given some hope a little bit of hope I just I I really struggle with how much hope we're given and that it doesn't then get taken away from us um and so you know the, all this talk about let's get back to normal um and I dislike the word normal with an absolute passion um and actually I was sort of looking up the the, the beginnings of the word normal and it actually came from the latin made according to a carpenter square forming a right angle um and <laughs> okay. we've sort of, yeah we've sort of taken it on board as being you know what everybody should do um but I think, Tina, that goes back to if you feel uncomfortable, you feel uncomfortable. Validate your feelings. Listen to your feelings. Yeah. Set those boundaries. Feel yeah. happy with how much you can do. We can't we can't go back. You know, this this lovely quote about, you know, no person ever steps in the same river twice for it's not the same river and you're not the same person. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to acknowledge that things have changed. We have changed. We can't go back to before. We've got a new now and we have to kind of with all its scariness and I dislike change with an absolute passion, mm. but change is constant and it's yeah. always happening. Yeah, um, it, it's about embracing that and, and being being somebody said to me, be your own cheerleader, not your own bully. I think that was quite nice. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I, I, I quite like to have something on about change being yeah there it's something that I remember many years ago hearing one of the agony aunts uh, I don't know in the 1980s even <clears throat> talking about that change is the thing that constantly happens so <laughs> it is a constant change and that um, you know when things are bad we can say to ourselves this won't be the same forever this will change but equally when things are going very well it's to be appreciative of that they you know, I appreciate this right now. Everything's going smoothly, but I can't really expect that to stay a constant either. That one mm. that could change. So it's sort of it. We we. I mean, the COVID. Um, you know, the thing that's hit the world um, is so out of our comfort zone. We, we you know, as humans, we felt in control. Um, 
you know, in, in the Western world, we're lucky to live in societies where, you know, hopefully things are, have, have that sort of rule of law almost things are an order and then suddenly I mean I learned about this many years ago when I was studying my biology back in the 90, late 1970s and um, you know they talked about then one of the things that could hit the world would could be a biological virus or bacteria as has happened of course over history but we're not we, we weren't there when it happened, you know, in the early 1900s. But we are here now. And so I think, yeah, knowing the power of bio, of the natural world, which can bring the most wonderful um, realisations to us, you know, appreciation, but also has this side which we can't control. This is a, a, a force of nature. But, but if we can sort of... Uh, uh, um, rather than feeling totally fearful of it, just feel, okay, this is what's happening, how it is now. And we can't, we we, we wish we could say, okay, I'm going to change this because I don't like it. Mm. But, but sort of accepting it as it is and then saying, this is how I can live within this yeah. new parameters. That, um, and so that it's part of what we build into our awareness mm. um and it says it's sort of almost like you know when cars first came onto the road maybe people then felt oh i'm not going out i could step out in the road <laughs> the car could hit me you know that might have been the thought people had in those times or television being potentially dangerous for people you know these oh. naturally we do look for the problems that could exist but I think that there is a way forward with knowing that those sort of things didn't have to be scary. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it definitely is a scary thing. We can't get, get away from that. But I do feel we we have ways to to tread carefully and tread slowly enough yeah. that individually we think, okay, I'm I'm comfortable with that step I've taken now, getting back out there. Um, I could take a little bit more of a step <laughs> next yeah. time. But, you know, it, yeah, this is something that is new to us in the world. It, for us in our time, you know, it's it, that's that we we can adjust to it, I think. Yeah. And I think as well, that whole control thing is, yes, this is a, this is all out of our control, <laughs> but we can control how we react to it and how we manage it. You know, so, for example, my son's girlfriend this morning showed me a picture that somebody had shared of a queue outside a Primark. Yep. And mm. perfectly honest, I love Primark. But I couldn't think of anything worse today. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be dashing to Primark today, mm. tomorrow or in the next week. Mm. Because so I can control that. I can't control the shops opening. And I'm really pleased they have for the small businesses and things like that. But I can control how I deal with that. You know, and I can and I can control how how much of the new now I want to bring back into my life. Yeah. You know, the things that I've really enjoyed doing because there's been nothing else to do. There hasn't been that hustle and bustle of life so much. You know, I've taken more time to read. I've taken more time to introduce myself to listening to podcasts and things. 
And I don't want to stop doing those things. I want to continue doing those things. So, yeah, while we can't, we have zero control over what's going on in the world right now, we have a lot of control over ourselves. And I think that's that's really important. And I think it's um, about giving ourselves that permission and yes. allowing ourselves, because one of the things I feel quite, well, I think it's part of my anxiety is what I should be doing to measure up to other people or where I should be going because other people are going there. Or yeah. I like this morning. Do should I be going to Primark? No, I shouldn't, because I don't want to go to Primark. Um, but I felt that it was an expectation that the shops had opened, therefore I needed to go there. Um yeah. but actually I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't, you know, because that's be me being kind to me and not allowing myself to go along what people would perceive to be expected of, yeah. you know. Of the old, yeah. Sorry, Joe, I don't want to interrupt you. No, that's all right, Tina. I was just thinking the other side, of course, is to be thinking of other people when we're out there. So we, you know, that it's that. I remember seeing that when we came out of the first lockdown and suddenly everyone rushed to the beaches in Bournemouth. And I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, that this crowd have so little concern you know it's good not to be fearful but you have a you got to have a respect for this virus you know that's really happening so that's the thing isn't it it's it's weird our human behavior can be really i'm going to go and i don't care if there's crowds because it's my right <laughs> to be yeah, free yeah and i'm going and that's you know, that's a decision that they can make. I'm not saying that people can't make their own decisions. Absolutely. But we as individuals can then look at that and think, I'm definitely not going there right now. Mm. Because of the realisation and awareness that the impact on other people that we could be spreading um, it to others in yeah. the queue <laughs> for the beach, queue for the shop. But, it, but I, when, when I... I, I was speaking to my mum this morning and my, my niece has had a really, really rough time. She's secondary school age and, and she's very people, friends, you know, orientated. And the first thing she's been looking forward to doing is to go to Primark. Now, I had to accept that that was what was good for her mental health and that she had earned that right to go and stand in that queue as long as she was careful, as long as she did this and as long as she did that. But that is what she needed to do after this yeah. time of lockdown. So part of me was going, oh, please don't go, please don't go. But actually, I know for her mental health and the the, the trouble that she's felt over isolation and being in her room and her mum and dad having to work, that was what she needed. Um, yeah. And that was her resilience building back up again. Um, yeah. It doesn't impact on my resilience, but I can't judge, you know, and I think going back to the beach thing, yes, there was an element of it's my right, I can go to the beach, but also... You know, we we have to be kind to people. We don't know what they're they're dealing with. Um, my my life prior to COVID, I spent a lot of time inside anyway. So, um, there were some adaptions, and and I was being told to stay inside. But some of it prior to that had been my choice. Um, but for my niece to this morning, it, it's the most amazing thing she can do for herself. Um, yeah. mine is a hot bath with lots of bubbles and maybe a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit but hers is going to Primark and I think again yeah. that's that's we have to be kind to ourselves and allow ourselves to be kind to other people as well not that I want to go mm. and stand in a queue in Primark and again Tina we we need to be aware of you know yeah. how 
things but she's back at school now um different things are moving for her um yeah. and there's a lot of I think you're right Joe we you know we're we're saying that that's not right for us mm -hmm. to go and stand in that queue at Primark and other shops are available <laughs> yeah, we keep mentioning Primark clearly <laughs> yeah. Primark fans here um but I think you know although I say about that long queue, I, I'm not judging any single one of those people stood in that long queue because, you know, if they haven't been able to go out or have been shielding or anything and just long to go and do something which for them is normal or everyday life, then I admire them for being kind to themselves and going out and doing that. It's just for me personally, it's not the right thing for me to do just yet, I think because of what, like you said, Tina, with re the beaches and everything, my anxiety would be so high <laughs> for fear of that spreading again and, you know, playing a part in that, that I just think we all have to do what is right for ourselves and at the end of the day, look after our own well-being, don't we? Yeah, and know that there's all these different perspectives, aren't they, on this situation? Absolutely. How I feel can be completely different to someone else and... I don't as like you I wouldn't be judging them I'd just be thinking that's right for you and not for me and yeah. that they would equally allow my point of view yeah. absolutely my own point of view you know yeah and that's we're all different aren't we we all you know we all have different we've all had different ways of you know dealing with this I, I remember when we very first went into lockdown I'd only been in my position as administrator for just over four months and I just thought oh my goodness what is going to happen what's going to happen to my job what's going to happen to work this isn't you know I've been used to sort of getting over my anxieties and getting on the bus and going to work and working and getting on the bus and coming home and now all that stopped you know I, I can't go out I can't do anything I'm actually being told to stay indoors when I've been spent the last two or three years of my mental health illness <clears throat> being encouraged to go outside and it really threw my whole sort of belief system out of the window but it's amazing how quickly we adapt and how adaptable we actually are because the fear now or you know since we've been going back to the office so we started going back sort of June, July time last year, and then obviously that stopped in November, and then we started back again last week. You know, I've taken to going on my bike mm -hmm. because I don't want to go on the bus. Yes. Yeah. So in one sense, it's done me a favour because it's saved me money each week and it's getting me fitter. And But the, all those anxieties I had, so I, of getting on the bus my anxiety about riding to cycling to work were even higher because of having to go on the road and things like that. But how we just adapt, I think, is incredible. And I don't think, as humans, naturally, we don't give ourselves enough credit for the things we do day in and day out without realising them. Um, but also talking about change, I'm a bit like you, Jo. I, you know, I'm not great with change. And I find it hugely anxiety provoking. But I've tried to adapt to each change in a positive way by looking at how each change can and, and will benefit me. Um, for example, you know, um, the rule of six outdoors, that meant I could see some of my friends, I could see some of my family rather than just over FaceTime or 
maybe if they've walked past the house and rang the doorbell and they're stood on the road, you know, just to say hello, that sort of thing. Um, and it wasn't until um, I was sort of thinking about the discussions we could have around restrictions easing that I thought, I say I, I'm not good with change, but actually <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm actually a lot more resilient to change than I thought I was. And I think we all are. And it certainly sounds like you are as well, Joe, and, and yourself, Tina, you know, um, just, you know, the way we've continued to to just take each step as it as it goes. Is that something you found easy? I suppose, oh, sorry, or? I suppose for me, sorry, it's no. about how I see what the change is. Um, I think for me, if I'm in control, and I can step back or I can step forward to a situation. I mean, we always we always look at problem solving in our house. We're real big problem solvers. And that involves thinking about how we're going to change a problem into looking for a solution. Um, so actually, for all, yeah, again, for all I say about change, not liking it, I, I wouldn't go, I don't go out looking for it. But if it comes looking for me, I kind of do deal with it. Um, and, and a lot of the time usually if it's to do with my son or my husband we're looking at ways we can embrace it and problem solve it and I think Tina said something about changes and change happens from the minute you open you know every day you know every minute of every day I'm not going to have the same conversation again I'm not going to be the same you know I'm learning all the time so so yeah I suppose it's about how I see change and that is again language isn't it um yeah it's definitely language and I you know, when I, as I just briefly explained there, when we first went into lockdown, the panic that I went through, because that was a big change for me. But now I just seem to, they just seem to slot in. Oh, we're, we're easing out of it. We can meet six up to, you know, groups of six outside. Oh, now we can go shop. You just, it's amazing how your brain just almost goes with the flow. But obviously, for a lot of people, and there are still some anxieties for myself around all of this, you know, but I think for a lot of people, you know, we also have to be very mindful for them that change doesn't come perhaps so naturally. Yeah, I think actually uh, interesting because we sort of practice, we're having more practice, aren't we? we, we we've been through that cycle of being in it, of having a lockdown, and then coming out and then going back into it. Um, and so... This time coming out, it's not it's not completely new. This this up and down thing that yeah. that means we're we're sort of practicing, and you know it's this, it's true, isn't it? That it's less daunting each time. <laughs> you see what I mean? So that's like you're saying this time it's sort of slotting in a bit. It's sort of like okay, the stage we're at now, and we're we can see it as a positive, having not been able to sit on a bench with a friend, we can now do that. And and how lovely that is, and you know, amazingly, actually, how that small thing is such an excitement, you know, to be with that person. And sit- yeah, we went into Elder Stubbs, uh, you know, all the tutors are having um, opportunities now yes. to go in and to talk about how we'll be running the courses face to face, differently and safely for people, for us, and for the students, and 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 how that will be, and so. You know, that was a really exciting day to meet outside some of the Restore 
tutor friends and um, eat, meet earlier and have a coffee and sit on the bench outside the store in the garden and then go in. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was a lovely, it was just so exciting that morning. We're going to do yeah. and and we know. I mean, it was always lovely to meet people. But we didn't feel feel a level of relief and excitement. <laughs> so I do think that we're gaining that um, awareness of how lucky the basic things in life are that that we took for granted. And things that have changed in the lockdown. So my husband and I were taking it in turns to make the evening meal because he wasn't away so much and you know on the road and going to meetings and so there wasn't any reason why he couldn't perhaps cook (laughs) so we've been doing that which is really lovely uh, to have sharing of things and and then actually trying new things in lockdown so I did some painting which totally new for me you know totally Mm. chose something that I really like the look of and, and basically copied it you know copy the idea of it. no not it wasn't anywhere as good as the original but um it gave me something a bit like when I first started knitting you know if you choose something you love the wool you love and the and, and, and a pattern that's not too difficult and so I was trying new things in lockdown like that uh, which have which I hadn't done before so I'm Going yeah. forward, like you said, you don't want to give up some of these things. Doing yeah. that's what our plan to do. Keep it won't. I won't have as much time, maybe, but I'm going to keep hold of some of those new things I tried and Definitely. build them back. Keep them in my life. That's what. Yeah, yeah, and just sort of adjust them maybe slightly to to fit them in. But I think, however we do it, all of us come out of this and start to gradually introduce things like going back to the straw bale and, and delivering in-person courses and um, and that sort of thing. I'm doing one of the tutor update days on Wednesday and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so, so excited to see people. Um, we were all in the office last Tuesday and, and Alice, our lovely tutor Alice, was on her way to the tutor update day and called in at the office just to say hello and it was just... <laughs> such a wonderful thing to see her I, I speak to her so often um it was just like oh it's Alice in person you know but I think however we do it we have to just do it all at our own pace yeah. and be kind to ourselves and not put too much pressure on ourselves because you know what you might be able to do tomorrow you might not be you know able to do the day after it might all be a bit bit much a bit too Mm. quick just take it all at our own pace in our own way um and yeah like I say be kind to each other and be kind to ourselves most importantly yeah um and just you know um carry on doing what we're doing because it it, you know it's working for us personally at the moment it's working um for us um I've really enjoyed talking to you both. It's been really lovely. Um, I think before um, we go, um, how do you think we can be kind to ourselves whilst we transition back to the to the new now? Well, I'm going to stick with my being my own cheerleader and not a bully because I'm really bad at how I speak to myself. I would never speak to my best friend or my husband in that way. I am my own worst critic. 
Um, and I think for me, it's about celebrating every little step I do. And like we've said all the way through, what's right for me is not right for, you know, acknowledging that and that my feelings are valid yeah. and um, I can go, up, you know, slow and steady wins the race for Joe and that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be my cheerleader and not my bully. Amazing. I really like that. Brilliant. Thanks, Joe. Tina, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think also to be kind to myself will be um, just actually, again, this celebration of what I have done rather than, oh, dear, I should be like these other people doing all these other things. And yeah. uh, sort of, we, you know, look to uh, actually the creative crafts i mean like card making and things like this or the gardening that i've really loved doing and um and then you know just really appreciating that i've made those steps and and achieved the things yeah. and 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 not try to do too much too quickly so that's sort of this small steps idea but also saying just look at each day and say okay what am i doing today and then uh, uh, that sort of, you know, appreciation and gratitude for the fact that, well, that's brilliant. I managed that. And never mind, I didn't manage that. That was too hard today. But there is always tomorrow. <laughs> so it's yeah. quite all right to uh, just look at those things that have been a positive outcome um, and, and, and say, that's fine. I'll do the other things another time. Mm. That's a really lovely way of looking at it, isn't it? And I think there's something to be taken from both of those. Um, I think for myself, it's sort of a combination of the both of what you've both said. Um, I will definitely be more mindful in making sure I have time for myself, you know, just because things are starting to go back to to pre-COVID, pre-lockdown. Um, you know, are you going into the office and things that doesn't mean that I can't have the same time that I've had for myself um, and enjoy it and not be afraid to say, actually, no, I don't want to go for a coffee today or I don't want to do this today because, you know, I'm going to I'm going to sit and listen to a podcast or I'm going to sit and read my book or a bit like you mentioned knitting to, you know, I've taught myself to crochet throughout lockdown. I'm going to sit and just do some crochet and do what I think I enjoy doing think of myself a little bit more and be kind to myself in the sense that, yeah, I might not have been able to do it today, but there's always tomorrow. And, and building a little bit of fun into each day is a great thing, isn't it? I, Absolutely. I do this Tai Chi each morning. I teach, that's what I'm teaching, the Tai Chi and Tai Chi and well-being and actually the wildlife and well-being. And so I combine both by doing some rocking motion, connect with the ground, feel the ground as I rock the weight backwards and forwards on the soles of the feet. But at the same time, I'm looking out into the garden and there's a fantastic thing. We've got um, a, a little birdhouse, um, which was a lovely gift from my brother. And, um, and there's two blue tits and they're making a nest in there. They're actually doing it. And focusing on feeling the ground below the feet and looking out there of course I notice it I see it happening so it slows you down to the pace of nature that's one of the great things about these sort of meditative moving meditations um, it's mm. not a martial arts form the one I do it's very much connecting with how you're feeling inside and helping you 
notice that at what's outside as well, the, the energy around us and the feeling of the ground. So that sort of daily practice is just lifts me a little bit. So if I wake up feeling that, oh, not sure about today, if I can help myself by doing it, even if I'm not feeling so brilliant, uh, it eases the tension. It does it away. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, I'm looking forward to sharing this with the college students. Yeah, so I might have to sign up for that because I really do want to know a bit more about Tai Chi. Mm. I've it's something that really interests me, and you know, that connecting with nature mm. I think we've all done that. Um, I know where Stephanie sits at home working from home, she can see her bird table, and we've had many a conversation at meetings about you know the birds that have been in both in all of our gardens. And Debbie's just introduced a bird table to her garden. Yeah. And, it's just been really nice to hear, you know, the things that we probably wouldn't no. ever do, you know. Um, and it was really interesting when we went back to the office last week. There was Debbie and I were stood out the front of the office first thing in the morning and a little robin appeared. And I just thought, oh, we need to get a bird table or a bird feeder mm -hmm. so that, you know, we can, it could be like being at home in our own little sanctuary, mm -hmm. you know, we can see the birds, but... Yeah, some really lovely ideas there to connect with each other, to connect with yourself and, and most importantly, to be kind to yourself. Um, thank you so much, ladies. It really has been mm -hmm. lovely talking to you both. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you for listening. And we look forward to um, seeing you all very soon back at the college. Thank you. Bye-bye. By Oxfordshire Recovery College. Welcome to Oxfordshire Recovery College's podcast for June. My name's Stephanie and I'm the head of the college. And if you don't know much about us, we offer free courses on mental health and well-being for adults across Oxfordshire, both online and in person. And you can find out more about us by Googling Oxfordshire Recovery College. This is a podcast about managing anxiety, but it focuses on the courage and resilience we can develop while learning to manage it and how we can make anxiety our superpower. Anxiety can be really intense, really painful and really frightening. It's about feeling under threat and that rising sense of panic when you feel unsafe and unable to find any safe place. But you do learn to find that sense of safety again. You just have to, and that makes you brave. Matt Haig, novelist and author of Reasons to Stay Alive, says, Anxiety doesn't mean you aren't brave. Anxiety helps you become brave. Anxiety is a daily lesson in bravery. Anxiety is the courage of being scared of things and still doing them. You become great at fighting fire when you're standing amid the flames. Anxious people are really good people to have around. They make really good work colleagues and really good friends because the anxious mind is 10 steps ahead of everyone else in anticipating what's needed to keep themselves and those around them safe. As a work colleague, an anxious person is going to be well prepared, on time, organised and have thought of everything 
as a friend, they're going to remember your birthday, they're going to call you regularly, they're going to plan interesting places to meet up and interesting things to do, and they're really going to be there for you when you need them. People with anxiety are sensitive to everything around them and to everyone else's feelings. It's their vulnerability, but it is also their strength. Anxiety is about caring a lot. Too much sometimes, but a lot all the time. Caring a lot can be our superpower. So I decided to talk to Recovery College tutors Andy and Karen, who's also a recovery and employment coach in Banbury, about whether this idea resonates with them, that we can use our anxiety to do a really good job of whatever it is we're doing. <laughs> 